0: What's up, guys? We're back. We had to take a little break just because of all the lack of Pac-12 sports. But finally, the wait is over. Kevin is no longer stressed out because ASU football is back this Saturday. Yeah, Yeah, our claps are back as well. It's been a little bit. And uh, it's no shocker that we're the 9 a.m. kickoff. You know, we start off the Pac-12. We're going to be, we're the game to watch, honestly, on
1: Saturday morning. Get a good night's sleep on Friday night. Don't go anything too crazy. Well, you we shouldn't do anything too crazy because of the COVID precautions uh, anyway. But make sure the team gets a good night's sleep. Make sure you guys get a good night's sleep. And uh, wake up and get ready for the game.
0: Bright and early, 9 a.m. So, Vegas does not like us in this game at all. You know, it opened up at 11-point underdogs, and now we're at 10-and-a-half. What do you think about that?
1: I think the spread is too much. Um I'm not sure if I should say our prediction yet. Do you think we should do predictions now? Or no? no,
0: we'll save the predictions till the end, um, but I just kind of wanted to talk about I think about this the spread line. is a
1: little disrespectful. Um, I think just USC being USC, uh, they get the extra points there. But, I don't know. I do, I do not think that AUC will lose by 11 or 10.5.
0: No, and you can look at my paper, Kevin, just because, you know, we're not on camera, so people could think I'm lying. But I put in all caps with an underline and an exclamation point, pound, pound it. it. Yep. Pound the line, at least. If you're not going to take ASU to win this game, we're not going to lose by double digits. Come on. I mean, USC is a great program. They have been. But... Yeah, but it's
1: Jaden Daniels. Yeah,
0: and it's the same story with USC every year. They start off ranked, and then we just see the... (laughs) You know, it always happens like that. But, all right, so last game we played them... We found ourselves down 28-7 in the first half, but there's a little asterisk there because last time I checked, we didn't have Jaden Daniels. I don't
1: think think so either. Uh -uh. He wasn't back there.
0: Uh -uh. We had a backup quarterback in, and you know, after that first quarter, there were some huge plays that we gave up, some bad plays. They scored three points the whole time. And if I remember correctly, there was a fourth down play where we could have won the game. It was a wide open pass that was dropped.
1: Yeah, it was a tough play. It was a drop pass, and he could have ran with it, but hey, you know... It was just a tough game all around. The place was packed because of parents' weekend, I think mm-hmm. it was. Yep. Um, and there was just a lot of pressure for that for that quarterback to go under. Yeah, and
0: you know, you can't really blame the quarterback again. Being a backup, our defense allowed 547 yards, with 477 of them being through the air. So there's a little bit of blame on our defensive backs.
1: And you oh, know, yeah. Old Faithful only had 47 rushing yards. Yeah, well, uh, we'll see the run. I'm very. That's what I'm most interested in this year. Is Arizona State's running game to see if these freshmen can really pull it out. I mean, it's no matter how good you are in high school, like going to college is a whole different. People are bigger, people are stronger, people are faster. So, I mean, we'll see how these true freshmen can really carry the load for ASU.
0: That's true. And a little bit more on last game. Slovis was 29 for 39 with 432 yards and four touchdowns. And he did throw an interception. And Joey Yellen, the backup, was 28 for 44 with 292 yards, four touchdowns two interceptions and jaden daniels is known for not throwing interceptions so you know we minimize those turnovers maybe we don't find ourselves down 28 to 7 in the first quarter and this is a much more winnable game because we still had a chance to win that game at the end i mean with everything we did everything wrong in the first quarter we gave them as much of the game as we could and we still crawled back in to win which is something i think herm brings to this team
1: yeah it brings a good attitude you know what I'm gonna make a comparison here. It's not a good one at all. But the way that he coaches reminds me of the way that the Giants are being coached right now. They do not give up at all, no matter how, we're not as bad as the Giants, I'm not saying that at all. But the way they get coached and the way they just don't give up is very very much like Herm Edwards and the Sun Devils.
0: See, we're like we're we're a pest, but we're a top pest, you know. We're yeah. we will not be blown out in any games. We're gonna be there every single step of every game and if we find ourselves down i promise you the second half we will come back because you look at herm his first season with us we went 7 and 6 and you know that's a solid first year ASU was kind of struggling we hadn't had a bowl win since 2014 and then his the second season he went 8 and 5 and gave us that bowl win and you know what they say the third year of a head coach is always when all eyes are on him and this is a big year for herm but i have nothing but faith that he will he will pull through.
1: And you know what they say about second year quarterbacks?
0: Yeah, second year's the year. It's a and big leap. It's a big leap for a second year. Last and time I thought. I know, checked. Are
1: thinking. Yeah. yeah. What, what year is Jaden Daniels? I think like? we were
0: about to say the same thing. Second year quarterback. Second
1: year quarterback, yeah.
0: And I think someone's on the Player of the Year Watch Award, if yeah, I'm not well, mistaken. I don't think you are mistaken either.
1: Yeah. And he is Jaden Daniels. Yeah. He, he, he is a beast. Jaden really Daniels, the
0: Slim Reaper, trademarked yeah. right here. House of Sparky, season two, episode two. I think
1: that trademark's already taken. Mm, I just I trademarked it on air. Oh yeah, we'll see how it works. We'll see how it works.
0: And so you know, last season we were a very young team. We had thirty-two true or red-shirt freshmen playing, so we still have a majority of our team. We did lose Brandon Ayuk, who's bawling out for the 49ers. but we got a lot of new guys. We got Frank Darby still there, you know, yeah. and we were known see to fast. have yeah, we're known to have the small fast wide receivers. But what if I told you we added four-star wide receiver? From my old high school. you mater yeah. yeah. Six six Johnny Wilson. You know, and he's a four star recruit. Yes, sir. Four star recruit. And, you know, some places had him as a five star, but well for twenty four seven sports, he was four star, so that's where we're gonna put him as. And then of course, as you were talking about the run game, we have Daniel Nagata, who's the all purpose back, the third ranked back in the nation. Pretty mm-hmm. crazy. And that's to go along with Elijah Badger, who's a great wide receiver, but there's some rumors that he's gonna transition to defensive back because he's 62 and they said that he's great at defensive back he did it in high school as well so you know he's the third ranked athlete on the 24/7 sports
1: yeah so I think a big thing we're seeing here with herm is that he keeps getting every year his recruiting class keeps getting better and better you know he got Jaden Daniels now he, didn't, he got I think he had like a, what a top three wide receiver class in, all, yeah. in the whole entire country this year I mean it's pretty crazy and then with all these running backs he got in here. It should, even if it's not, I think we will do well this year. Even if it's not this year, though, we are set up well for the next few years, for sure.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm just going to go through the four-star recruits we have. I won't even touch up on the three-star recruits. And we know some of the best players are three-star recruits. It really doesn't matter. But you just look at the four-star. We have LV Hunkley Shelton, who's a great wide receiver, and followed by Jordan Banks, who's a outside linebacker, which is a huge position in college football. If you can have a great outside linebacker, you're going to be a great team. And then we have DeMonte Treyman, who's our other running back, who's a four-star as well. So we have two four-star running backs now. And it was just Eno last year, and, you know, he was the workhorse. He did more than we could have ever asked for for ASU. But now we have two four-star running backs in, and one of them is an all-purpose back who has great hands, and the other one is going to be our third-down bruiser. And a big struggle for us last year was defensive tackles. You right. know, we had a problem pressuring the quarterback, and we got four-star Omar Norman Lott. So,
1: that's so what I was about to talk about. It. I mean, we, we got a lot of good skill position players, but as you know last year, uh, the games for ASU were won and lost in the trenches, with our offensive line or defensive line. Our defensive line, I've, I have a lot of confidence in this year uh, with that recruit, and then last year they were pretty solid So, The offensive line, it looks like there's going to be a lot of changes on the offensive line, like transfers coming in, so it's kind of a big question mark going into the season. Um I think it will be better than last year because of the new transfers and the new people that Herm added. Um but yeah.
0: I mean, I you look at like everyone we've added and all those we- offensive weapons I just mentioned and I haven't even said Chad Johnson Jr., who is one of the most highly talked about recruits coming in, the son of famous NFL wide receiver Chad Ocho Cinco, formerly known as Chad Johnson. Yeah, formerly known, you know, the Ocho Cinco, that's what everyone knows him as now. And so, I think Jaden Daniels is going to air
1: the ball out like crazy this game. I think so, too. I
0: think,
1: I think we'll... I, I don't want to say this. I think we'll fall behind maybe a little early. And then I think we'll just start throwing, 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 throwing like crazy. And I think it'll work, honestly.
0: Yeah, I mean, our pass attack will be there. Like, I, I, I know for a fact it will be there. We have way too many weapons and too good of a quarterback. For it to not be there, because with all those four-star wide receivers I just named, four of them, plus Darby and the other guys who are on the team, we just have fresh legs constantly going in and out. We just have too many people for USC to cover, and USC's secondary
1: isn't all that, honestly. No, it's really, their defense is not all that. Their offense is, I think their offense is a top 25 offense in the country. I think that's why they got up in those ranks. Mm-hmm. Uh, defense is nothing to write home about, and I think that we can take advantage of that, especially with the wideouts, especially with Darby. Mm-hmm. And you know, I have a couple
0: key players that we need to watch on USC. Amonra St. Brown last year torched us, Kevin. He just torched us. He had eight receptions, 173 yards, and a touchdown. Sounds like a Brandon Ayuk game. It does sound like a Brandon Ayuk game, but uh, the poor man's Brandon Ayuk maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you He's, know, I'm not,
1: I'm not trying to compare the two. Of them. I'm just saying that. That's a brand that certain game. Line. A certain game I was comparing, but
0: no. Yeah, so I, mean, I think we isolate him, we shut him down. You know, we give a little safety help to some of our young defensive backs um, and some of the older guys who are still there. I think that's going to be Slovis's favorite target all game. And you know, quarterbacks, young quarterbacks. He's also a sophomore. They panic when there's their leading guy has been kind of locked down but that's not the case with Jane Daniels because all of our guys are leading guys. Yeah. Now,
1: I am very excited to see all these players. Well, um I'm definitely most excited to see Johnny Wilson, I think. Yeah. I've heard so much about him. He you know, tr- was recru- uh, recruited by Oregon, committed to Oregon, decommitted from Oregon and then came to ASU. And I think that says a lot um about how good he is cuz Oregon is a perennial top 10 team in the country. Um and I'm just very very excited to see him play.
0: Yeah, I mean, it just speaks again on Herm. We're taking recruits from Oregon University. Are you kidding me? I never yes. thought I would be able to say that. We took their wide receiver coach as well. Like are taking everybody. Yeah, I, people in the Pac-12 want to come to Tempe now. It's just mm-hmm. we're becoming a hotspot. We're the 23rd ranked recruiting class this year. And if I would have told you that, Kevin, we had a top 25 recruiting class in all of college football.
1: That's if you told me that two years ago, I'd have been like...
0: Duh. You probably would have scoffed in my face. Yeah. I would have. I would have yeah. scoffed for that yeah. And, you know, back to the players that you we need to watch on USC. We have Drake Jackson, who was their probably best defensive player. You know, he's had 26 tackles, five and a half sacks, and one forced fumble. Uh, he's their linebacker. all so, linebacker. So, sorry yeah. yeah. hmm. He's going to be blitzing a lot. Uh, he's going to disguise a lot of things. He's a smart player. But, you know, if we can control him, too, and we know where he is at all time, I think Daniels knows that as well. I think he's going to be calling him out every play to the O-line. Uh yeah, if that's we just... gonna,
1: yeah that's going to be important in the running game, getting those second level blocks, getting past the defensive line. The USC defensive line really is nothing uh, special, but I mean he's good. So if you can get to those second level blocks and make those blocks on those linebackers and those D backs, then I think a running game can can get established. But I don't know if that's going to happen to be honest.
0: Yeah, and you know if the running game gets established, Kevin, I think that's it. I mean if we can oh, yeah, we'll go see. in there and start running the ball, on top of our air raid offense, I. I do not know how someone will stop ASU.
1: Mm -hmm. I, I think if we can win this game and get a get a good start, get us momentum. I think we can, we can do. I think no matter what, even if we win or lose or lose this game, first game of the season, like whatever, I think we will be a very good football team this year, and possibly end up in the Pac-12 championship.
0: I do as well, and they have us. A lot of experts have us placing second in the Pac-12 behind USC. So this is a big game. I'm kind of happy, you know. Usually you don't want to play, like, the huge teams first, but I think our guys are young, they're fired up, and I think they're going to set their alarm clocks extra early and be on the field hyped up to play for the 9 a.m. game.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, because if you look at the schedule, this is, as of right now, this is the only ranked team that we're playing. Yeah. So, um, if we can win this game, that would be a big statement for for the rest of the Pac-12 and for really the country. Um, but, I don't know, who knows? Yeah, I mean... Well, you know,
0: we know, actually. So let me let me hear your game predictions, Kevin. What do you say? Let's go quarter by quarter. Are we
1: going to be down? Are we going to be up? What do you think? Down, down at the end of the first quarter. Down at halftime. Come back in the third quarter, and I think give or take three points from ASU. Be up three points, are we down three points? It's going to be close going into the fourth quarter. And unfortunately, guys... I know I'm going to hear all the comments on my Twitter, you know, whatever. This guy stinks. I do not think ASU will pull out the win. I think it will be close. It will definitely not be 10.5 or 11 points or even close to double digits. I think it will be around 3 or 6 points. And is going to lose. I'm sorry. How dare you? You know,
0: now I'll come in with my prediction. But I see us. Yeah, I, think, I could see like, you know, a 7-7, maybe 7-3. Just it's the first game of the year, guys. There's no fans like... All the energy comes from themselves. So I could see us down in the first and even down at halftime. But, I mean, all year last year, we were a second-half team. And I think the same thing is going to continue this year. Herm's great at halftime adjustments. I see us dominating the second half, and I see us winning by four to seven points. So, you know, I'm not a betting man, Kevin. You know, I retired from my betting days. But I may just place a couple bucks on ASU money line. I don't know how... I don't see us really losing. I think we're a great team. I think we're well-coached. I think we finally, our biggest flaw last year was how young we were. Like, I've said this earlier in the episode, but 32 true or redshirt freshmen. How many people can say that? That's, Mm -hmm. like, played for us consistently. So I think now, you know, we're a little older, and those guys are still there. And the true freshmen, no disrespect to them when I'm saying they were freshmen. I mean, they balled out for us. All all of them did. Every single freshman that played – you couldn't even tell. A lot of people didn't even know Jaden Daniels was a freshman. So, I mean, imagine all these guys now as sophomores. They've been practicing together. This is now their second year on the team together. All right. The leaders are still there. Darby's a great locker room leader. I think halftime we're going to be down, and I think the second half is going to be all ASU. And I have us winning 37-34 in a shootout.
1: Now you see if I if I in some world where I was your financial advisor right mm-hmm. and you came to me and you're like hey uh, hey Mr. Foster because you call him Mr. Foster in this scenario okay um, should I bet ASU with the spread I would say yes great great financial decision bet ASU with the spread and then if you ask me should I bet ASU money line I wouldn't flat out say no but I certainly wouldn't say yes I would say that's a very risk it's a very risky decision it can work but also I would say sixty forty. 60-40? Yeah.
0: yeah. And, you know, considering that ASU is now a 10.5-point underdog, I feel like that's a pretty good pretty good odds for the money line. Yeah. I mean, again, we do not encourage betting on this, and everything we said should be taken lightheartedly, but, I mean, the money line's still there. Money is out there to get, basically, is what you're saying. Yes.
1: Not for us. We don't bet. No, we do not. Yeah, but...
0: But these are all things that, you know, Kevin and I talk about consistently, just because it's kind of cool to see Vegas doubting us again, because if I'm not mistaken, last year we were predicted to come in the bottom four of the Pac-12? I think so. Something yeah. I, something
1: disrespectful. That's I something remember
0: more. that. And last I checked, we went eight and five with a bowl win, and we're ranked for a pretty good amount of the season. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so I think you're right.
0: Once again, we're disrespected, and once again, I think we're going to come out on top. Now, Kevin, if we win this, USC is ranked 20. Do you think we sneak into the top 25 with a win in the Trojans' um, home field?
1: It depends on what fashion we win, and I mean, really it depends on the one other top twenty-five teams win. I think if we do beat them, I think that will that we are a top twenty-five team. Um, now I remember last year constantly it was it was an issue getting into that top twenty-five for some reason. The disrespect. Um, college football playoff does not tolerate us, and the AP does not like us either. So, but I mean, I think we will be a top twenty-five team. Even if we win this game, or we don't win this game. At the end of the season, we will be a top twenty-five team. I believe. Um, But if we do win this game next week, we should be in the top 25. I'm not sure if it'll happen, though.
0: Yeah, and you know, with the shortened season, every game counts. So as much as we keep saying, you know, this is a game that we could potentially lose just because it's the first game of the year. We're going away to a rival, a ranked rival. You know, every game is kind of a must win with only a couple games, just the shortened Pac-12 season. But I do genuinely think we're going to be at the end of it with, Whoever, I think we're going to be in the top two regardless of who's there. And I have us at one. But, you know, a lot of people think USC is going to mess us up. And I cannot wait to come here on Monday and just say we were right. Especially me, because yeah. you did say we are going to lose.
1: I hope I'm wrong. I do. I do too. Um, but I'm not really sure what's going to happen. Yeah, you know I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not as confident as you.
0: Oh, well, I mean, I'm always confident in ASU. I got my Sun Devil pride always. And, you know, sadly, Uh-oh. there's going to be no fans. But from Tempe, all you're going to hear is the, the keys, the keys, the keys jingle. So, you know, we already went over the keys of the game. That would have been a great that transition a great, had yeah. we used that keys. earlier. But um, that's all we have for you guys today. So go Sun Devils and don't forget to turn on your TV at 9 a.m.